Oh, how fabulous. Hi, welcome to How Fabulous by Tony & Co. I'm Tony, and in today's episode, we chat to the very fabulous Mia Erstberg. And some people pronounce it Osberg, but it's actually Erstberg. So there's that because she's part Swedish. Um, Mia and I uh, met many years ago through actually daycare with our children. Um, and skip forward, then I actually reconnected with her in the advertising industry. Mia's, um, amongst a million other things that she does, is a very, very excellent retoucher um, of stills. So she was very much the lady to go to for, um, you know, beauty and hair and that sort of thing if you were retouching. Um, she does a lots of other things and we talked to her about her... Um, her various different um, career paths. She's always worked for herself. And that's, I find fascinating because I'm that sort of person as well. But she does lots of, lots of other wonderful things um, and has just started her own label as well, which is very fabulous. So there's that. And indeed, um, I just have to show you these wonderful things that she bought me. She made these for me. How gorgeous. Anyway, so How Fabulous with Mia Erstberg. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed catching up with her after all this time. Hello and welcome to How Fabulous by Tony & Co. I'm Tony and today, I don't know if you can see this fabulous cup, I'm talking to, I'm going to say it, the lady who made this for me made me a whole set of these and bought them in today, which is very, very, very fabulous. Mia Erstberg. You've done pretty good. <gasps> I did it. And that's Swedish for those who don't know. But people might know her as Mia Craig or Mia Ost Ostberg. Just say Ostberg. Say it again. <laughs> Erstberg. Because I feel like quite Swedish. But there you go. Isn't that fabulous? I love that you did this for me, Mia. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Do you know in Japan, if you slurp, it says it's really tasty. Exactly. So I was thinking, I was channeling that because we were just talking um, about <laughs> whether <laughs> Mia can actually speak the language. Um, we're talking about her being Swedish and she said, my Japanese is better than my Swedish. <laughs> uh, which brings me to the point, welcome. Thank you. But Mia is one of those ladies that actually can do anything. She's really triply multily talented and does a lot of things that she actually doesn't advertise um we met and i'm gonna say 15 years ago yeah um and actually this is an interesting thing we met 15 <laughs> years ago when our sons were at the same daycare center but we never actually met no like we, we haven't met until t today today and, and of all the jobs that we've coincided with I know. it's crazy and so, and i send artists your way and never have we met in person and it's just today which is why i really wanted to um invite you in to how fabulous because you are so fabulous and do so <laughs> many fabulous things um and our connection was way back when mm. when our little boys were little mm, babies, babies pretty much um in a daycare center um, when i actually lived in hampton but i drove them all the way down here oh that's hilarious <laughs> that's even weirder i know I mean, that's, that, that, that's how it was that's how it was because i had to because we needed to get into somewhere local and we were moving this way we didn't know oh. where we were moving to so, but all the way from Hampton. Hampton. Oh my gosh. How so they were still in Hampton one day, but they came down here a day and they had the nannies the other days. Oh gosh. So yeah, that That's was hectic. I know. So you did that, but then, oh, and then also we'll talk all about this. Um, we, me as a producer as well, but I knew Mia from her being a retoucher. Um, Which was my main. That was your main, main big for, thing. For the 25 years, but I didn't tell a lot of people even in a part of that because I wasn't doing it all the time like I did it as a small section but it was only to when um, I decided um, I think it's been so when the boys so let's say 15 years of it was full time alone but it was it's gone back further than that yeah. so back to Photoshop 2 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> that shows my age. <laughs> and then, was I 25? Yeah. I was t- I'm like, I'm 28, so, yeah. you know. Um, and so, and also then um, in the advertising industry, um, when you worked at one of the um, uh, agencies yeah. representing um, photographers and stylists and makeup artists and all that kind of stuff, we talked on the phone all the time, but we yeah. still didn't meet. No. So this yeah. is a momentous day. And we only live around the corner from each other. Oh, no, that's, that's so funny. I love how the, the world works. You know, like in the right time, people come. And then there's another coincidence as well, because one of your friends, I met because I knocked on her door because um, yes. I kept driving past every day and wanted to know who'd built her house because we were thinking of building a house. And I went, I love that house. And um, she said, so I st- literally stopped out the front, knocked on it and went, can I just ask a weird question? Who, who built your house? And she said, ah, come in, come in. And then we got talking and uh, and then anyway, there was that whole sort of, I, you know, got her, one of her girls in for a casting job and that was, that went really well. But then she said, oh yes. And my friend um, Mia, she's rich, and I went, oh my God. Oh, Mia the Retunter. And she went, yeah. And I went, oh, random. So <laughs> random. random. It's so random. I know. So, yeah. Yeah, we've been friends since we moved down here. We met through having nannies. Yeah, there's another uh, thing. We met at primary school yeah. um, when they went to um, primary school here. So, yeah, that's how we met. And we've been best friends since. Oh, that's a beautiful story. See, the, pe- the people that are meant to find you will find you, yep. won't they, in the world. And... You know, this is what I love. I've, I've met so many beautiful people over the years. Yeah. That sometimes, literally, we've spoken, and then you know, you skip forward a few years, and then something else comes in. You yeah. Go, oh, I remember that. And da, 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 da. Um, but anyway, so so way back then, so because you've had such a um, a really interesting career, and even now you turn up with these and I went how did you do this and you said oh, I made them just did them at home and I pre- and I'm like, oh of course you did <laughs> is there anything you can't do and you you've got actually ah, the box can you grab the box that's sorry this is so casual it's so casual <laughs> um, you've got a brand now called the label Mia yeah dot com dot com dot com which is this beautifully packaged delight here Mia at thelabelmia.com. Um, so you're making all these sorts of things and I've seen you doing, you're doing um, socks and bags and cushions and all that sort of stuff. We will get to that because I want to know more about how you then decided you were going to do that. But I think you are one of those very, very creatively, um, but also very technically minded people that could just set your mind to anything. Would, yes. would I be right? If I do something, I'm doing it. Yeah, you're on board. You're 100%. I you're don't. all People in. People just like, I remember when, even with retouching, and they said, but is there enough work to do that? Or can you make a living just out of retouching? I'm like, well, I will. Yeah. And I did, and I had way too much work. And I used to outsource a lot or, you know, hand it on, you know. And I just said, there is more than enough work for everybody. Yeah. It was hard because at that stage when I was doing, like maybe 15 years ago, there wasn't a lot of ha- people doing hair and beauty. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Because so that, that's kind of basic. one of your, I guess, specialties. That's my specialties. Is, is hair and you know, beauty. Yeah. So yeah. I did that. And then, um, so people sort of came on. But then um, there are a couple of people. Um, but... Um, and there was sort of, and they sort of wanted, you know, do you have people working? And I said, no, because it's just me and I don't want to grow. And some guys I know have done well and they've grown, you know, in a business out of it, but I've never mm. wanted to do that because it's more an artist and I just want to do my work and not do that. So everyone's different. But yeah. I had more than enough work um, and too much and it was great and I loved it. But mm. um, yeah. So you did that for a really long time, but like, was that what you started out doing when you left school? No. Like, so I finished HSC when I was 16. So I finished my year 12 at 16. Oh my gosh. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was young. So I started, uh, I think, early and then I skipped year nine. So um, when I finished, look, we all sort of went out, obviously, underage. And, but I think then I was thinking, look, if I go to uni and I'm underage, everyone's of age now. You know, it's different when you all have to go home when the bouncer tells you you can't go in. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. when you're the only one, well, not everyone else is going to go home. So, yeah. um, so I thought that I'd go overseas. Um, obviously, um, um, you know, my parents aren't wealthy or anything like that. So the way of getting over back in those days, because there was no internet. 
Well, and that's a slab, sorry. I'll just <laughs> turn that off. How unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Mia said, I'm going to turn my phone off. And I'm like, no, it's fine. I leave mine on and it never rings. And it rang. So I'm, do I'm just doing that. <laughs> Quiet time. Yeah, sorry, Mia. That's all right. <laughs> and um, so um, I then um, got, um, I went as an exchange student. They'd already picked who they were going. Um, and I'm just like, um, no, I need to go. And they're like, Where did but you go? I went to Sweden because um, I wanted to see um, my family and meet them. And um, so when I did it, they'd already chosen their one person. And then, so they said, they said that they'd interview me, but maybe take me on later because I was still young. They could, I could always go the next year, but I'm like, I've done year 12, I'm finished. But I remember that I want to see the world. Yeah. Well, I'm like ready. <laughs> so I remember the interview and I never knew anything. I'm not still not political. I don't know anything, but even I was so not, I remember they asking me um, and um, who, what party was in. And I just went, I don't know. I'm like, it's a 50-50 chance. And when I got it wrong, I just saw their faces. And I went, and then, oh, no, it's Labor. <laughs> I was kidding you. Like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could play things really well. And they're just like, right. And yeah. I remember they asked me, but I, like year 12, like when I did, I remember writing the English essay on a book that I never read because I didn't like the question of the book I did read. Yeah. And so I think if you could articulate yourself, you know, you could do it. So they'd ask me a question and I just thought, I don't know the answer to that. So I'll just make up and I'd just change it too. I think the more important <laughs> issue is this and then I would make my own story so they could see that. Anyway, apparently they loved me and they took me on tour. It's the first time they've ever sent two people. Fantastic. <laughs> so, so you went, went off to Sweden I went off to Sweden and um, loved it. But um, I got there and I got to the, uh, well, I was actually at a nightclub. But um, we were all drinking and then they were sort of like, and then for some reason people already knew me there um, when I came, when I, when I was out and I just was talking. Anyway, were you the Australian one? You were the Australian, Australian Swedish. Yeah. yeah. And so they you sort of been a like, novelty. And so yeah, we chat and whatever. And then they're just like, and they're like, come and join the circus. And I'm like, I thought they were joking. Wait, but come and join the circus. circus. Okay. Yeah. So then um, that was there. And then I, um, so the next day, um, so, um, or maybe that next day, whatever, next two days or whatever, I went to the school. And so um, when they were in the circus, it's sort of like, um, if you do something else here, you can still you still need to do your main subjects like your English and your maths and your core, and then you can do um, you know your other things out. I guess sort of in a way of a, no, we don't really do TAFE, but you know like you'd still you can still do that, but you still need to pass your English and your maths, mm. which is Swedish mm. and your maths or whatever at the school. And so they saw me then. They said, "Are you joining? Are you joining the circus?" And I'm like, I thought that was a joke. Long story short, I joined the circus, oh and so yeah, yeah. So, so how old were you at this time? I turned seventeen. By then. Seventeen, Teen. and I am in the circus. Yeah, so in Sweden. Yeah, in Sweden, and so we Fabulous. had circus school. So you do everything. You know, we travel around because now it is huge. So where it is um, now, it is like an, an entity of its own. Um, mm -hmm. But we used to because it wasn't before. We sort of trained in like the gymnasium of there, and then we'd go to this circus beach, which you know, like a real tent and everything, and sort of went there. And I sort of remember like doing the trapeze there, and I'm like but the mats are this thin, it's that high. Like they just did not have the precautions that we would have in Australia. I'm just like, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. we'd go, but like, yeah, you do that. And you know, you just, you had to do it. Like, but we'd train a lot, like on the trapeze wire, you know, somewhere else on lower, but you know, ride a bike and juggling at the same time and all these multitasks. That's Fantastic. What an experience. It was. And did you just pick up trape trapezing? Is that the word? Trapeze, trapeze. I did because I hadn't worked. But I guess with all my sport, because I was in the Australian team for trampolining since I was six, that... You actually I forgot to mention that. So you were in the Australian <laughs> team for trampolining. I love uh, it. You're a fascinating creature and you are. So I did a lot of sports. So, um, so yeah, so I, I do that. So I also taught them a lot of the you know trampolining tricks and things like that so then if we were on horses do a backflip off a horse or something so I could teach them that sort of thing so we I was able to help within that but like you know they would do like I don't know like I just thought like the fire wasn't real fire so when I juggled the fire <laughs> then I just held them at oh, the end yeah. and I'm like that's freaking fire <laughs> 
Oh, didn't, <laughs> tell, didn't think to tell me before. <laughs> and uh, I think it was a bit of an initiation for me. Uh, like, I think that's what happened. Right, so, right. Yeah, so, um, then I just went, right. Okay, so, so, so I did that again. winter and whatever. But going back to it, then I thought, well, what am I going to do? And I remember where I was working, there was a group of people and they were all going to Canada. And I said, always wanted to go to Canada. Mm. Oh, we've been saving for a year. You know, and oh, wow. yeah, we know you've got no money because you've spent it. Because we used to break, when we used to train, we'd break a pair of skis every day we trained. So um, it was just generally expensive, you know, the costs up there and staying up there. But when you're training and we had to put this fiberglass, so every day we'd, you know, fiberglass them back up. And there is a specific length, 160. So it doesn't matter if you're tall or short, everyone uses the same length. And so we'd buy them secondhand and you'd be in the trading post, you know, grabbing the first pair. And it was, um, Wow, it's hard. So yeah, it was um, because th it's the ramp is made of degree, so you have to, you know, they go on that length. But um, so I just went in there like, but you haven't been saving. And long story short, I think a week later, I rang my parents and I said, I need to get a visa. I'm going to Japan. I have no money, but I need. And I remember they were in um, Malakuta. I'm ringing and I'm thinking it's it's wine o'clock. Uh, they're going to be at a pub. Yeah, so I started ringing, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they're going to be, but this is ringing up, you know, yellow pages, finding out that they're on, there's no mobile phones. And uh, I'm just yeah. like ringing around and like ringing the pubs. Look, I'm just wondering if you can do a call out, see if Ingrid or Doug Smith are there. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> just do a call. Anyway, I found the pub they were in and I said, I need you to transfer me $2,000 into my account. I just need to get, you know, they'll print out of the, you know, out of the machine. Yeah, this yeah. is the old, and print out and then I'll, and then I'll change it back to your account that's done that's all I need for my visa and they yeah. said fine so they did it for me and um, I went there and printed out got my visa and the next week um, they were still on holidays I left and I went to Japan but how did Japan come up what how did that come there was to um, there was I can't I got a job leaving it I don't know if I just rang I or can't just remember went, that's how it is but and yeah it came I just up. went and then no but I had the job like I got the job and I just went to this place and someone picked me up and it was in a hotel. Um, I don't remember where, if it, where it was advertised or if someone told me, I can't recall that, but I remember getting it, yeah. but I never met anyone. So it had to be on a phone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, if my kids told me this these days, oh, I wouldn't like them now. Like, but what's the company you're going for? I didn't know who I was working for. Yeah, I remember well, um, I had different times. Though, yeah. Yeah. Different times. Different times. You know, look, you're everyone. fine. You're fine now. <laughs> and I just remember then getting a um, getting getting the flights and getting a limo picked up, drove all the way to this hotel. No one spoke English. It was a guy that little bit. Um, oh, the things that happened. Oh, I've got so many stories from that. We don't need to go. But like, they were like. But was it a good experience? Oh, it's such a good experience. I had a great, and so and I was living the in the country town for yeah. That's where I learned Japanese because I did karaoke. Then I wanted to. I worked extra um, shifts, like I did. They wanted me more so, you know, for welcoming people. And I think it was sort of a bit of a you know highlight to having a West just to welcome you. And I'm like, mm. well, that's all good. And you're welcome because they all come on these buses. And then um, it's in the Shimmeronsen, so it's very sort of a bit like Surface Paris, no one lives there, everyone goes there, but it's like yeah, for right. these natural baths. Yeah, and right. um, and they'd all come in these buses and they'd come for these days and then they'd leave and then they'd come and then they'd just leave. Like you sort of, and I just went, but like I'm just welcoming and then I'll, what do I do the rest of the day? Like, you know, so then yeah, I yeah. asked if I can work in the cafe and then I asked if I can work in the, you know, a bar at night or something or, and then I learned how to play the taiko drums because I wanted to be part of that. And because you're in, it's sort of a country town, there's nothing to do unless you're doing stuff. And I'm yeah. like, so, but and it would have been just so vastly different. Oh, so different. Like chalk and cheese. Um, but just like, getting used to the food, yeah, no but doubt. There was, um, the back then, like if you go to Japan now, like I even went, you know, 10 years or whatever ago, you know, there was a lot of English everywhere. There was not when I went there. There was um, not even Tokyo really had a lot. It didn't have any at the train stations. There was no signs. Very, There was very little English. So my daughter is 25, I think. And she lived there for the first three years. So let's say back, you know, just 20 odd years ago, there was no English around. There yeah. was nothing like, you know, they could, they could, they knew how to write and that because they'd learnt, but they, they weren't, you know, um, confident in speaking. Yeah. But so I, I just picked it up. I just pick it up and they just go, you know, what's this? And they just answer and then they'll do it a sentence or something. And I just, I just picked it up very quickly. Wow. But I used to program, like meaning programming computers when I was in school. 
Um, some people used to hack. I just do the good things and I do it like. <laughs> but there it is. Um, I program. So I think that and language came very easy to me. Like I can pick up. So when programming languages used to change, I found it very easy just to learn the new one because it was just another language to me in the end. So yeah. I picked it up. And um, so then after six months, I moved to Tokyo. Um, so the, there was a group there that um, used to come up and visit me all the time. And so when they'd come up and they said, well, then they said, well, why don't you come and live in, you know, you can work for us in Tokyo. And after that, I thought, well, why? Because, you know, great, because I've really done, I think, all I can do here six months. I learned a lot. And, but then I went there and then the first, you know, a couple of months, they, just, they drove me around. We did heaps of stuff. We're just shopping. Oh, my God, the shopping. Yeah. I don't wear makeup. And you can say, like, really? Do I? You said, come in yeah. makeup. I'm like, <laughs> tinted foundation. <laughs> Mascara, because I've got really blonde eyelashes. But, um... You know, but they'd buy me all this makeup, which is really expensive. And then, like, I look now and people want, and I'm just like, you know, yeah. Japanese and like all these things. And I said, so a week or two, this is great. Like, I loved it because it was new and that. And I was like, but now I need to work. Yeah. And they're like, oh, women don't work in our company. And I'm like, but you. Wow, that would be, that would go completely against everything that yeah. you kind of yeah I'm know very and independent and feel. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very so, independent so I'm how did that go down then you so mean, then no. I was like no and I just said well I can't stay here so then um then I would go to places to get an you know interview to get a job but then they were they knew everyone and so then they would tell them don't give it a job and so this came back to me I'm like but you know you can't do this you can't hold me and tell me I can't work and then give me money. You can't pay for my friend. I said, I'm not. Wow, what a wacky one. That's, yeah. really, that's really strange. Yeah, it? and I'm like, you can't pay for everything <laughs> and then me not do anything. That's not how it works. And I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And I said, I will move. And um, long story short, then they said, um, you can be our driver then because I'd rather, because they owned a restaurant. And so, which was number two ramen restaurant in, um, in Tokyo at the time. And then I said, fine. I'll be a driver and I'm a very good driver and they couldn't believe that I could you know drive that well and so um, they said because they'd always have to pull one of their chefs off to drive because he didn't the the, um, the owner of the business did not drive and um, so then we just hit the road all the time we just go let's go to Chicago let's go here we just travel like this let's just hit the road Fantastic. and we just get in the car and we just go so you and saw we, a lot of Japan yeah yes yeah, so, so, and we just <sighs> Pick up and go because he, you know, he wasn't there. Like he didn't cook or anything, you know, he ran the business. But mm. like, um, so we would go and we'd just hit the road and there'd sometimes be two vans or something like and we'd radio between them like, the, you know, like the, the old days of walkie talks. It was and crazy. So, so how long did you end up staying in Japan for? How, Six what years. Made you, how many? Six. Six. Oh my goodness. So yeah, so I was with them and for a long time and then why I left that company, because they, you know, it was great, sort of, like basically, they used to bring, import all these really expensive cars from um, America, like, you know, have these big, you know, GMC that I could stand up in, we all had a bar, like, they were like big sofa chairs that you drive in, everyone had their own bar, there was a karaoke system in it, there was, in the car, in the car, it. like, it's like a van type thing, it'd go down to, you know, like, the queen size bed at the back, and then the swivel chairs, it was like, I don't, like, some type of, they were great and we'd, we'd have so much fun we'd go we'd go out on the town all the time it was the life but I said as long as I'm driving I feel like I'm earning then I can do it and yeah. we lived the life like yeah. um, money was never an issue it was mm. you had the life like it was mm. it was great and um, would, but would I, you ever go back and live there again I love Japan. I could easily live in Japan. I could yeah. easily live in Japan. A lot of my still got some friends that still live there. That you know, there's very few girls that would say a lot of guys, Western guys, are over there, but not girls. Mm. But um, that's one of the places that we were going to go this year, actually. Uh, sorry, that's a lie. Oh, my last husband year. and I are dying to go, but he yeah, always wants year. to go ski, and I'm like, but you still got cricket on, so yeah. that doesn't really work. Yeah, yeah. I hope we do get there sooner than later, like maybe in the next couple of years, because Jack's really interested. He's you know, they learn Japanese. My daughter goes back. She's been back the last couple of years, and she had to cancel the trip to because um, because of COVID. So yeah. she'll go back and see her dad. So I was um, then I married a Japanese guy that I met. So I met him through um, his best friend worked at that work I was at, and when we started dating, um, <laughs> they said no. And his I, family? No, not his family. The work said no. I can't be with him. What? They're your work. At, uh, they're the work. Wow. And that's so wacky. then 
this is this crazy things happen like and it's like I sort of hear that story that people work for people and I said no I, I lived in my own place I did stuff look um, the the owner he did have a girlfriend he had his wife and he had a girlfriend at two different places but it's not it's only open mm -hmm. they they work together it's very different it's a very cultural thing it was above board it's not like and um, but then when they said no I said you can't say no and I'll give you a th so what they did and then like I think his brother was connected to the mafia he wasn't but oh my I goodness. said yeah so then but then the mafia was around uh, things happen all the time so there's mafia this around. Like Ma the mafia movie. does not <laughs> the mafia does not touch regular people so but I remember I would be driving and I'd come to a roundabout and you know who the mafia are you you know like and so Do they smoke big cigars no. and like <laughs> wear really good suits <laughs> <laughs> but you know who they are and so I would drive and let's say I got to a roundabout and I would be there but if you saw the mafia coming you were supposed to let them go mm. me being me and like I was at the roundabout first I get right of way oh my and so the amount of times that my oh boss man. had to pay them off like you know a beer or something to say I'm sorry she's a westerner you know we just we've got to take and, and she's gonna do what she wants yeah and, and we can't they just do it. yeah they do it like that I'm just like no I'm not wow yeah so they would they knew and I remember when we went and it was we drove down to one thing and um they said um I think it was his brothers because we went on this trip and um, he was and then so he handed me the brother because I was obviously the closest person sitting that was a woman and there's down and he handed me the can and I said oh no I don't drink coke and he just looked at me and then he looked at his brother and um, and then they said he, um, they're basically saying, you know, like it's, they never say things direct, but you know what they mean. There's never anything. So when you hand it, I know he meant to me for me to open it. I know that. Oh, to open it for to him. him? To open it for him. Oh my goodness. But I just said to him, being as <laughs> as back, I don't drink Coke and I handed it back. Wow. And then it's like. Because that's not the, so, so the, uh, so it's a subservient kind of, you're the, you're yeah, the female because it was kind in, of. Yeah, so there was wow. a lot of, in that family, like he, the company that I worked for, we're not mafia, but his brother, that were. Yeah. But it's known that even though, but even in general, like of my era, the women would do things for their husbands. And when I married my husband, I'm like, no, no, no. And I was the money earner. I couldn't say that I ever earned more than him because it would put him Bring in a, shame. Yeah. So I oh, there is no way he was a chef and I could there's no way we could have lived and had the lifestyle what I wanted on him. So I had my business and you know it was never said what I earned. But um Yeah. But yeah, so it would go down with sort of yeah, there was things like that. But um, and so you, you stayed oh, there. Yeah, so, so you got married. Yes. Yeah, so I was jumping back. So I met the husband. So basically, this is, this is their start. So when I said no, and they basically taped him up, gaffer taped him, mouth and legs and arm, put him in a freezer and put a padlock on it. What? <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm and I am, I am, so you've got to remember, so there's a thing, and there's apartment blocks all the way around, so that's at the back where the restaurant was, and my Japanese is very good, it was back then, and anyway, and I am yelling that you can't do this, and get him out, and I'll bring the police, but yet again, I know the police are not going to do much, because it's going to do it anyway, um, and I know I'm tiny, but I'm very strong, and I actually got the key off the guy, and like, literally, and I got him out, and I said, this I can't even explain how unacceptable this is. I, I walked out, I left nearly everything there that day and I picked up myself and walked out and never came back. <gasps> and I just said, you can't do that. And I remember, it was really hard. Like I came back once for it's one of their cultural events and I went there and then um, like a guy that, um, two people knew, one, a guy from the sake bar saw me and the guy that, um, like one of the he had a fish shop like you know fresh fish they sort of saw me from the outer and then they're just like oh my god you're here and they're so excited to see me because it's very community wise where you live and you know everyone knows everyone and um and i had always 
it's like these big floats but I was always the person to ride on the top of the float and do it for so many years and I just mm, saw mm. it so I did it then I, w I saw that one and then I went to my local community and I did it with them you know but it sort of went around but like it was just this is one of the very big ones and so but we sort of um, they accept it because I was still with him um, I I think we're probably married by then um, and then um, maybe I had my daughter too and then they just saw that we had a family and then they just think you know we we didn't think he was right but obviously he is and he's been there because he just thought that he was gonna be some guy that dated me and dumped me that's what they worries about. but you're not yeah. my parents you can't decide that and yeah, not yeah, if my yeah. parents could do that that's yeah, my decision yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah so that was that but um so yeah so that was yeah so then when I left them and I um, did that then I went and um, managed bars which I loved and though these bars are just not like it bars that you have when because it's not it's different a bit different now but a lot of Japanese people didn't know maybe um, celebrities of the Western world so all these Western people would come in and they feel like they can just go out and be normal so you go to bar and my only rule was and I managed the bar my only rule was to any of the stuff you can drink as much as you like because we all drank when we worked as long as you can keep serving mm. that was a rule it's obviously not how it works in Australia but like you know we <laughs> did it was, a, it, was, it was a good you know but everyone was having fun and but you got tips so people would you know if you obviously couldn't serve then people you know we're not gonna give you tips so mm. and, and like you know in some nights you'd earn eight grand in tips like wow you know it was it was there was a lot of money going around. like yeah, you know it was yeah, great yeah. it was fun and it wasn't till um obviously i had my daughter then i said oh, obviously i can't work in bars anymore yeah, and yeah. um and then i had um i started a language school and which was really popular and it was uh, sort of more than uh, you know and it was always full and it was like what, te what so teaching teaching english. english so it was more to about japanese students spe um, speaking because they know all their written stuff but it's more about um conversations conversations and yeah. things like that so you have your books and would you know they still like to have structure so you'd have your book but then we'll, let's have a conversation around this and they'd bring it together so we did that and um you know i'd have people like toddlers right up to like people in their 90s Oh, you know, wow. and what a, wonderful a long time. What a, yeah. what a great way to meet people. Yeah, though, it was great. In different ages. Yeah, and it was just just wanting to learn. Yeah. So, and then, so how did you get back to Australia then? So then, um, so I said to my husband. Obviously, you know, the agreement was before we got married that if we had children, we would move back to Australia. I said, obviously, I'm sporty. I find it very hard here. There's no sport, not even really for me. Um, I said it's just not what you can do in Australia so I said you know and I said I don't do instruments I'm probably tone deaf for all I know like I don't like so if I if I did an instrument or something like that I probably would have stayed there and taught them that um, my daughter she got into sport very quickly the ones that I could get in you couldn't do swimming to a year old but she was already running by nine months so that when they saw it six months they were happy to and they're like oh it's because she's a Westerner I said well if you believe that that's fine as long as we're into swimming classes yeah so um you know she was six months old everyone else at the year and i said a year they probably hate water and they're not going to go under by then and then mm. um ballet you had to be two she got in there when she was one but you know it's you pay ridiculous amounts i think you know a lesson a week and it's two grand a month but you know it was you know like wow <laughs> you know it's a lot of money for things that i and i i was never a ballet like i do a lot of sport but i just don't think i could ever do ballet and like you know so um but yeah, so you know that was the thing, and my husband kept going next year, next year. But he just couldn't. I said, well, I just need to pack up and move. Yeah. You know, I said he she's two years old now. Yeah. You know, she needs to be starting sports and things like that. Oh, and we just moved because the sun is coming, and Mia was in the sun, and that's how we roll here at How Fabulous. We can do anything because it is so fabulous. It's how it is. Right. So now tell me. So so okay. So he went. Okay. This is not. You know, you need yeah, to go so and move for So I needed to move back Australian and it was life. hard because, um, and he just couldn't. And I just said, it's not about us now, it's about the, you know, our about child. About the kids, yeah. So we moved back and, um, and he still thought I'd come back. And he, you know, especially after six months, he kept asking. I said, no, you know, she's in, you know, um, well, she was in kinder there now or whatever she was doing. And I said, I'm working, I'm, you know, started up and, um, and I said, no, I can't just, you know, move. And I said, you need to come here. And look, his English wasn't great. We always spoke Swedish. Now my daughter didn't speak English. <laughs> and I just went, right. And so then I'm just like, because I had an English school, but then everyone says, but you have an English school. 
And so we actually came out over, over on a holiday and I said, okay, I'm going to teach you some quick English. And everyone was just bizarre. And I said, well, I guess she does speak English, but she doesn't because I just, I don't know. Anyway, so we came here and she refused to speak English. She actually could. And she went to kindergarten. There was a little Japanese boy there. They used to, you know, yep. come up together and they used to have to separate them. I used to have to take all, um, oh my God, back in the day, VHS out of the thing. <laughs> Um, she wasn't allowed to have any of that until she was speaking English and um, even with my mum she'd ask her something and she just didn't understand well you know mo some people can know the two languages why can't you and I prefer Japanese anyway so that's not how it works here we're in yeah. a different country yeah. you need to speak English and she did and look it's unfortunate because I really drained everything off it and then I didn't really put it back in and so yeah. you know she did lose her Japanese um, she did go back later in I think um, grade six or something one and did it through Kumon and something and then obviously now is doing it via other methods and wants to go mm. back so, so I, she I has a she has a deep connection there yeah so and, i just um, i do way. regret not giving it back to her but um at the time i just was really focused on her speaking english yeah. and trying to yeah. you know what had to yeah. what had to be the right thing at the right, the right time. time yeah you, know, you can't i mean as a parent anyway you can't be across every single little thing and you know make sure that your children know all yeah, of the but things it's, that yeah, you want it's weird because I like guess I remembered it in the back of my head. Like if someone spoke, and I still spoke, I still spoke Japanese every day because the first job I had, I worked, and I worked with a lot of Japanese um, people, so I spoke Japanese every day. And I just thought, I guess in my head, I just thought she would still know it, you know. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so I think I had that job for about a year or something. But um, so I just thought she would. But I said would. Um, and um, I got a new, um, at that time, I think by then I started dating somebody else and like we'd separated and I said, you know, mm. I said, mm. because it, well, I'm not coming back there and you know, mm. you don't plan on coming here. And it was sad because we never fought, we never did anything. This is a marriage that, you know, yeah. just, you know, yeah. had to go. So, but then, um, and then obviously they didn't speak. So it was always had to be English in front of other people. That's how you do it. It's polite. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but anyway, so yeah. Oh, so you found yourself back here, and then you got into the world of doing something totally, yeah, so totally, totally different. different. So um, obviously, I had been um, designing and obviously Photoshop and everything in Japan as well. Even though I had my business, um, I'd done a lot of designing there, like um, and learning Photoshop since version two, and so and small video editing like just things doing things and um on the side and then when i came back here um still though i was i was just still shocked by like how backwards things backwards were. everyone was i was just <laughs> like oh my god like um and even even like um mobile phones people didn't like you know it was it was like i just i felt like i'd come backwards here but anyway long story short um i think um then I can't really remember that, but the next sort of main place was that I ended up working. Um, I had like, I was designing, um, well I've always worked for myself, but like I um, was um, doing a lot of um, designing people's web pages, like I could whip them up and then obviously when Flash came out, you know, everyone, you know, you could do these moving motions and things like that and then I, so I could code all the Flash. So. Um, I was bombarded by work because I could do the designing front, but I could also do the coding back. So I could yeah, what a do beautiful both. match, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, um, and then through time, um, I was headhunted by a lot of companies, um, obviously to do this type of thing. Um, I ended up working with a company um, that was called Torsion. In the end, they initially had the iPod, the name of the iPod. They had this device that was a little touch screen. Um, Obviously, Apple took the name, um, bigger company, more money. Um, so, but um, this was dispersed out between different things. But I did all the designing, so it was a touch screen. So I did all the front, and then all the coding of it behind. So whether you'd be coding back in then, we used Director, which was another Macromedia product, which Macromedia is now by, owned by Adobe. But you'd either be coding in coding, but otherwise it could be, you know. Um, the website coding or um, you I used director mainly which was mm. and now does not exist at all mm. um, <laughs> there's different you know codings out there for post systems now so it was a post system that we developed and um, unfortunately look after the years it sort of went out but it was 
too in front of its time it was just too new and people couldn't like we had it in many places like you know you'd go around a big virgin store on chapel street you know so they had the ip that basically of streaming that if i was sitting here now someone won the race at the olympics like you know they did i could just stream it straight to that store and say that it happened mm. we actually had the ip for that and it's so it's really um over a network so wow. not over the internet over a network system so if mm. you were on a network we could do it so it was um a strong ip to have like if you look you know think back about it now but um so i did that for a long time and obviously long story short that company had to fold um but um i think when that did it then i obviously um you know still had freelance clients you know i went back and still mm -hmm. did a bit more of where my you know like i enjoy because i hadn't done photography a long time so i'd go out to the vineyards to Taltani and take photos and you know do all their marketing stuff but um then um i guess more you know producing came in then because i was you know i still used to produce everything so then um that would come back into it and then i had great clients like you know ferrari and that that you know would always be in richmond and um and, and so you were able to, to then just harness all of these things that you've known, picked up, all these amazing skills to yeah. be a sort of like a, a one-stop shop, because that sounds a bit tacky, but, yeah. you know, like someone who could shoot it, produce it, produce it, shoot yeah. it, you know, do, do the so design, that's what I do. Get, it all, yeah. get it all together. Yeah. And so, so do, you sort of, do you still do that for clients? Because now you've decided as well to add this uh, yeah, feather to your bow. So I, I don't... So what's, so what's, me, what's okay. the label Mia about So that then? sort of came out. So basically going back then, so when I did that, then obviously I... I decided with all my meetings and everything with um, with my daughter because I'd be in a meeting and then I'd be running out going, shit, I left her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all I there. didn't pick up from school and she's just put herself into daycare which she loved because she played with other kids yeah um but um from there I decided what out of all of I do do I actually like the most mm, that's a really important yeah key like and key thing to understand about yourself yeah. as you get older isn't it and I just went I really love the retouching and um but it was never a big component i always did it but it was never a big component of what i did but and i never told people so even when i was doing work um, i was video editing for um a company that actually had a photography side but i never let them know that i retouched because i didn't want to do that there i wanted to learn the video editing so i did that and used to video at lots of weddings and stuff and <laughs> And I was just, it was, I was actually just, I, and I think this is where my midlife crisis came in. Like I was doing weird stuff, like I was video editing, but like, and you know, and it wasn't, a, well, it's not a lot of money, but like, it wasn't about the money. I was just trying to find what I liked and what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, then I decided, um, once I had my two boys that what out of this do I like the most? And it was retouching. Like I can sit and everybody knows who I've taught and over the years and work with, they know that I sit there with a bottle of red and I just, just wine, drink away and I retouch and I can retouch really fast. Like, yeah, and I yeah. can go through, That's usually late at night and I just love it. And I love that, you know, for many years. Um, and well, God, it was at least 15 years I did it full time. Mm. And um, so, so the kids doing, well, no, minus three now because they're 15, so yeah over 10, 12 years full time. And then um, then I sort of started, got to a point where I was, I, was, I didn't really want to do it anymore. I found that because my son was, um, you know, at competition things, I wanted to do more and take the kids out because I didn't have the nannies anymore. I decided I didn't need the nannies anymore because they're really both in high school now. Um, and so then um, I decided that I wanted to do that. And I remember an event at, that I was at and um, when I was asked to move an eyelash, I know that was the fires. There was something else, something else I had to do. It was very minimal. It would never make a difference in the whole scheme of thing. No one would ever know it. But anyway, I thought, right, I've got to drive all the way back to do this because they'd initially signed it off. And then I had to go all the way back. And I thought, now I can't be with my friends. And I was mm. supposed to be away at this event for over the week. Mm. And um, one of those pivotal moments. Yeah, pivotal where you moments. Think, I'm actually, like, what yeah. I, w I love doing. Yeah. I'm not. I just. I just don't. I'm done wanna, now. I don't. So I'm done that now. was commercial. Bye -bye. So then I slowly moved my commercial clients out. Look, I had some small jobs that I do sort of over the years, but um, definitely since what are we now? So definitely 
I don't believe I have in COVID retouched at all. And it could be just the break you needed. Yeah, you but know? I don't, people think, because yes, I did earn a lot of money, like, um, and more than the photographers would on a job. Like, um, you know, they, it's sort of, um, I mean, obviously they get royalties and things like that's different, you know, they, you know, sort of roll over, but um, would earn just as much or as more. So, mm, um, mm, mm. you know, it was good money and for the, you know, and I work with a lot of high, the top yeah, photographers. But you but don't just, strike me as the sort of person that does something just for money. It's you not do for it the money. because you it. really love it. I love it. And, and when I said that when I don't the... love something anymore, and so that is when I drew back and I was still teaching I still love teaching it yeah um, because you have great skills to pass on yeah, to people but I just and that's a really um, generous thing COVID to be able to do COVID obviously the teaching because you couldn't be in and yes mm. I could do it overline but I think it's really more sometimes I think they learn it more when it's in person because I have done a lot of teaching over on you know zooms and over the courses and things like that but I think the people that learn the most are in, when you're in person I'm showing them I and agree yeah. so especially something like that especially something so visual yeah as well like I think you just you need to be yeah. there you need to be right and they can to see them. it but yeah. it's just easier like I know mm. it's a screen they can see it and you can talk with them but it's different I truly believe I think the ones that I teach in the workshops which are you know I did many workshops they used to tell me like because I'd always do an Australian wide or something and I'd go around I'd be dead by the end of it like I couldn't mm. work a week or two after that because it was so draining mm. Um, mm. so you'd have to take that time out but it was um, it was good I loved uh, I still do love teaching um, but so how did you oh, so how did this, this happen this happened in COVID so obviously my husband he, um, works with Cricket Australia and so he's a, one of the top four you'll probably even watch them tell me off like top three I think it's four in Australia you're right so, up there mate it's you're really <laughs> high up in Cricket so, Australia um, and so I was told it for not knowing anything um, and anyway so we were in a bubble so like he would go in and out but I still couldn't go out so I even though even when people got to a stage where they're allowed at the supermarket or you know go in and I still weren't so everything got delivered I was in my bubble I am um, in the end I was allowed to go to the horses obviously because you know it's they had to but I had to show them that you know it was that I could go and it was safe to go and there was protocols there and you know I didn't see anyone else when I was there so I was allowed to go to the horses but all food was delivered and mm. um and you the couriers pick, pick everything board. up from the door like I have a you know never had to go I suppose could pick up couriers could pick up anyone could pick up from a house so mm. literally I was in in prison in the house. Yeah, yeah, bored, so, bored, bored. Going, so what can I do? What can I do? And it came I'll out just, um, just when obviously we needed masks. So I remember going um, when it was, and then I went to shop um, obviously um, for material to make the masks. And I'm just like, there is no decent material. I don't like any of these patterns. And I was just real. And I just went, well, I'll just print my own. And so I printed my own and um, I made them and then um, and then I thought, oh, we'll do some fun stuff. So then I printed some of the horses and the animals and whatever and everyone goes, oh my God, where did you get that on there? And like, I'm just like, well, I did it. And, um, but I said, I don't want to sew other people. So then I purchased the blank mask and then I could print on top of them. So it was different when I was doing it for myself then I'd make them all up and I did them for a few friends. But I said, uh, then there was so many orders. It was it crazy. So then, um, then so I purchased the blank mask which I could print on top of and then I'd do that and it's just equipment I've had um, obviously I've um, had over the years four parts of jobs and things like that um, I have um, you know so now I you know I've still got my I had my big A2 plus printer for work you know with even with folio stuff and it was really expensive Epson compute um, and then I've always had my you know just yeah um, you know, will work printer, but then I've, you know, got two dedicated printers, which is um, like basically A4 and A3 to be able to print with this because it's different inks, different papers, it's completely different. So they're dedicated mm. for it. And so then I d it started off with masks and then I can't remember what came next. Maybe it was mugs. And then, um, so then, you know, then people would give me photos and no one could travel. So no one was allowed shopping, but they wanted local things. So a lot of, I think, you know, you know, Father's Day was massive. People could pick up from the, my box at my house. So if they were local in their 5Ks, they could pick it up. And there was, there was mass orders. Like, I'm just like, I can't keep up. Like, how I used fabulous. to just, I don't know how many hundreds of mugs I would make. So many things has ha have happened. Great mm. stuff has happened because of COVID, like terrible COVID. stuff, I think obviously. But this you know, is people being resourceful and yeah, going, resourceful. what yeah. can I do? Like, what, what can, can I, I do? do? So yeah, there were, 
like that and then I'm just like oh well I guess you know and then I um maybe I ran out of socks and I want to do socks and it was always something for me first so you and just then you put a plain it. garment or whatever it might be yeah. and you print on that so you yeah. don't make so, up the no I'm not is. making up garments I'm not sewing I'm not doing any of that so yeah. they're obviously specific things so this is not a mug you can buy at Kmart and then just print onto it mm. so they're actually especially coated products and they're not cheap so um so a lot of people that you know might do a simple version and you know the printed vinyl on it because they can just go pick up a Kmart mug for a dollar but these aren't so they're none done. of the materials are that you are but they've just got to be of a certain substrate that you can do it yeah. and um yeah, and so, so where does that end then are you going to be doing I don't know I do do t-shirts yet I just haven't had time to <gasps> you need to well yeah and you're a very busy lady but and so will that be the thing that sort of keeps you busy for another five years do you reckon or I don't know I can do it on the road because obviously my son is my older son that is um obviously doing um he's doing Oh, they've changed the name of the school now because um, my daughter did it for 10, 11, 12 so she could do her writing. It's now called Virtual School Victoria. Yeah, virtual school. So, mm. um, so my son is doing that so we can hit the road. But in COVID, <laughs> um, thanks COVID, we yeah. haven't hit the road yet. Yeah. Um, so um, it's something I could put the printers and the heat presses and everything into the truck Fantastic. and take with me yeah. and could do it. Or I could decide not, I don't want to do it with me when I'm doing it. So yeah. I haven't decided what I want to do. Like I'm doing enough that I don't need to bring on other people, but um, and enough that I can do it around what I'm doing. Mm. And so I can control mm. like mm. Um, what I, how much I want to do. So, which is great. Um, obviously with um, a service, you know, if you're doing, as you know, like you can't just, I could, I work through all my pregnancies and I remember working up, my husband oh, yeah. got angry that I'd have, you know, a laptop on the, you know, computer and go get it from the car and he didn't bring it. No, you must get it because if, if I lost those clients, I have need to refine clients. Yeah. So it's, it's just easy to keep. It just is. Yeah. When and you've you got just a like business, it's easy it to keep is. the ones you have got than try yeah. and find a new one. Yeah. And I know that, and it's life that if you drop them, you know, you've got to, you know, because you haven't been there for a job or something. And I remember, um, we, I was doing um, um, the races and, and, and um, like I was giving birth like and I remember at the races I was always like you know and then I like at the <laughs> races or photo shoots Whitehaven Beach I'm totally pregnant and I can't sit on a boat while we're getting out on these waves because I'm about to give birth and because um, I'm producing it later yeah. and then I'd you know retouch it later uh, yeah. I'm just like you know but it was like and then you know but if I brought up something around the guys later had their kids and you know they're my clients and it's like I couldn't speak to them week because they they their wife might go into labor I'm wow. like but yeah she's not in labor and you're not giving birth and so I just need the answers on this job but remember when I was actually giving birth and I was still working and doing all I because I think boat. you know yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be something for you know the big races or something that we're on and then um you know it could have been Melbourne Cup or something and I'm like you know they needed something working and so I'd have to code it yet again I could upload it through this is you know mm. I just like for god's sake you know give but, me a day but, <laughs> so I think that you know you're a lady that wears many, many hats. Many hats. I don't not, try and show them all, though. No, you definitely don't try. And I feel very honoured that you actually come on my little show to actually share your stories because I believe that lots of people ask you about your fascinating life and you say no. But no, because I've never here, wanted to be known. And there's all these things that I didn't know about you and the fact that we've just met today for the first time after knowing each other and talking to each other through all these years has been amazing. Um, I would suggest that probably... In, once you start being on the road, um, doing the horsey kind of, you know, trail kind of stuff, you'll find something else to be doing. So that'll be going, there'll be something else going, and then you'll be starting trying, something well, else. Was, actually, before COVID, I was trying to retire. This is yeah. coming out of retirement. I was supposed to be re just be retired, but I know I will always have to do something, whether it be a charity yeah. or be something, and it doesn't matter if I'm on the road, I can... Most of the things I do, and you know that if you do this, you could always interview people. You don't actually have to be in person. Like, yeah. you could do it. Yeah, you know, yeah, a lot absolutely. of people overseas. Yeah. And you, there are ways of doing things. And, I, you know, I think you've just got to be resourceful. But, well, but I think, I think that's, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, you will end up interviewing someone that is overseas that you know that you want to, and you know that yeah. you can. But well, it is always few, nice to do things in person. I love it. It's doing, lovely yeah. having a personal connection. And yes. I think that's why I didn't want it to be just a podcast, because I could have done I could have done just a podcast but I love the idea of you know being here face to face out in the sun and whether it's in a studio or whatever yeah there is it's really nice 
you know, connecting, yeah. and especially after COVID. Yes, if we close down or if there's someone overseas, and there's a few people that I have my eye on to be doing that. Yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. Yeah, but whatever it is, there's the like you, there will always be some new project. I need to be busy. You need to be, and you, know, you have and that's, to be busy. And you I just think I'm busier in COVID than I was out when, yeah, I, I, feel the same when I was obviously trying to retire. But then I've yeah. just made busy, and I said because I said I can't not do anything, yeah. and I refuse to do that. Like when obviously my house used to be really neat, and I do the housework once everyone left the house, I'd do the housework, and then sit down to work. But I said I can't do it while everyone's in the house, and no, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do the regular things. I can't do the things that were supposed to be done. And I'm like, but I yeah. want to do everything. Else. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I. Just, I love your stories. It's, it's. I feel like it's a movie. <laughs> I feel like your whole, your life is a movie. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but we'd love to have you on again at some point to see what you're doing in about another eight to twelve months. Yeah. I feel like there'll be something more going on. There'll be some. I don't even know what it is. I feel. I feel excited just thinking about what the hell you'll do. <laughs> but it was so lovely to meet you so for the first time. Here. And and thank you for coming in. And thank you for Cheers. this amazing. Ah, see, every talk show has to have their own months. Oh, I love that you've done that. That's amazing. So if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share it. You can also find Tony and Co on Instagram at Tony and Co underscore styling underscore production and that's t-o-n-i-a-n-d-c-o you can also find the visuals of this podcast on youtube so just search us up at tony and co bye